One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A brand new style has arrived at Yumiko. The Camilla is a stunning high neck Leo, boasting an open wrap back and front mesh chest panel. This latest creation by Yumiko Takashima has more modern flair for a standout look. And for this month only, enjoy a 15% off introductory rate on all ready to wear and custom orders. Yumiko is also excited to continue its virtual shopping events through Instagram Live. Two hosts showcase exclusive in-store options available to ship immediately, with different promotions offered each session. All three regions, Berlin, Tokyo, and New York City, have scheduled events for September, and if you haven't tuned in yet, be sure to check them out. Stay connected for new releases, events, and all things Yumiko at yumiko.com and at yumiko on Instagram. Our friends at Vayette Virtual Ballet School are launching group classes starting on September 14th. Founded by Miami City Ballet School faculty member Francis Vayette and Miami City Ballet principal soloist Lauren Fadley Vayette, Fayette Virtual Ballet School has been offering virtual private lessons since its inception in 2018. As students and their families grapple with making the decision of whether to return to in-person training, VVBS has created an affordable online group class alternative designed to offer regularly scheduled classes to different levels. Now accepting enrollments, students will be placed into one of four different levels within the program with classes to fit every schedule. Train virtually with their world-class faculty from New York City Ballet and Miami City Ballet. Learn more at VayetteVirtualBalletSchool.com or click the link in the description of this episode. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Mikey. How are you? It's our 200th episode. It sure is. So what better way to celebrate than than us just just talking about random stuff? (laughs) I can't believe it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's, it's a good time to reflect on our beginnings and what we thought would happen and what 
how that stacks up against reality. I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't think too much of it. I certainly hoped that we would have opportunities still. Um, you know, how many, wait, how many years does that make it for? No? We started in 2016. Yes. Yes. That's why it's 200 because 52 weeks in a year we do yeah. all, we've done about every week. I think we, in the early days we weren't in- weekly maybe. No, the early days we were weekly, I think. Remember when we used to have to do fake episodes to make it seem like we had some content but because we didn't have anyone to talk to? Yeah, people don't go through episodes like yeah. 7 through 14 because <laughs> there might be some padding in there. <laughs> I do think back to our very first episode, though, and how weird it was. We're like in my apartment and we're like, what do we talk about? Remember? Yeah. We had like funny mics on, trying mm-hmm. to be professional. Uh, the, the struggle with the sound. That's really your struggle <laughs> <laughs> since I'm struggle. of no help. But I feel like we're nailing it now. I feel like we get a lot of compliments on sound. So I think so. Zoom this, really changed the game for us. Yeah. This four-year journey for you, Rebecca, you can finally breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> finally tuned in, cued into that. Yeah. Zoom is, quality. yeah. So I think this is what's kind of funny is like, you know, like our opportunities have really blossomed in COVID times because people are so available and people need digital content. So right. it's been, you know, this pandemic, we're just really winning over <laughs> here with our podcast. No, I mean, I was really think that was like one of the things I was thinking when all this started, I was like, oh, COD is over. I bet like yeah. it's going to be done. But then it's, we've also found this really cool thing that we didn't expect that we can talk about virtual content that companies Mm -hmm. are doing and people are doing and everyone can enjoy it as Mm -hmm. opposed to it being like a geographical thing. So it's actually been really cool to hear about what people were doing. And that's one of the biggest surprises I think of what Mm -hmm. we've done with COD is actually having too much content right now (laughs) (laughs) in a way. Yeah. Because we, we really, we have, well, we have some more exciting interviews that, we recorded several months ago now because we accrued so many, so many different interviews. We have quite the lineup that we're excited to share. We still have those like long over hour ones because it was like the deep quarantine times when no one had anything to do. And we just were talking for so long. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So simpler times. I don't know. Is it simple? I don't know. Is it, are things better? Are they worse? It's hard to say. I'm confused. I feel just I think, confused right now. I was just thinking this morning, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be a year after this started. Like, it just feels like now time is sort of like barreling forward. No? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But then there's also no way to track time, which is what's confusing. Like time is moving faster, but I can't. I've, there's no like, oh, that was like a week after we were there or right. like a week That's after what, this yeah, happened. That is weird. That's what I can't. So yeah. not to not to brag, but... <laughs> No, I did kind of want to talk about this um, project I'm working on right now. I'm um, and it, it, so I'm working with Ballet Collective, which mm-hmm. I've done for now uh, three years. Um, and what Troy Schumacher, the director, did was, um, you know, he we were at we had an advantage because we were small, and so it makes you a little bit nimbler, and right. you can sort of work around all these constraints. So Troy just worked his butt off to try to figure out a way that we could get uh, live performance to happen, and that meant um, performing at an outdoor venue, performing uh, for drive-in and socially distant audiences. So people, 
people can either purchase a picnic spot you know so that's cool. uh i think there are like 12 feet between each spot it's Plots very or something yeah yes and you have to show up with the people you, you know you can't it's not about socializing you're going right. with your household Pod. and then yeah. um yeah so and then you know the drive-in spots you can either drive in and tailgate um and so those of course have more space but the, or you can drive in and do the fm transmitter for people that are less comfortable so i think there's a really nice range for people and their level of comfort awesome. but in terms of like how we are making the performance aspect happen because of course you can't uh interact that closely well what we ended up doing was having uh the seven dancers and troy and myself um we did a really strict strict uh quarantine two-week quarantine process with multiple negative COVID tests necessary to proceed. Mm -hmm. So um, once we've come up here, uh, Troy came around and got all the dancers in a big car and we just drove up um, after our tests and everything and after the two-week process. And now we've been able to um, function like normally. We're just isolated from the world. Right. But um, it is really great to be in a position where it's like it is just normal like we can operate completely normally because we don't see anyone else so you guys can do like partnering and like touching that context we we can but actually troy has chose to not engage that way because Mm -hmm. he felt like it's his own sort of statement and um it's like is that is that even something people want to see right now what is that mean in the context of what we're living through well i feel like it's isn't it also like when you watch tv and you see people hug or something you're like what are you doing right yeah so it's like if people don't have the context of what you guys have gone through and how Mm -hmm. you're being very safe it could be like a little like alarming like yeah they're so close to each other (laughs) yeah so but it's been really a cool experience i mean it is just like it's nice to not have to wear a, a mask because Um, you know, we don't interact with anyone. We, you know, we have like big stock up on groceries and all of that. And, um, we have, we don't have, um, you know, people like stagehands or anything. Like we laid that Marley down ourselves. We've been putting a tarp over it every day. You know, it's like weird. We're doing everything ourselves. So it's tough. Troy set up the audio yesterday all by himself. And like, it's, um, it's been a process, but, um, it is also like we're so busy. One day, Troy and I, I think we worked like 13 or 14 hours. And <clears throat> insane. so that is crazy. But it doesn't, it's not, I feel like I'm not getting the chance to like sit and be like, this is act- like, this is kind of crazy. We're doing a, a show in a pandemic. Right. In a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's so, so great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. So are you guys and living? Like staying in a house all together too? Yes. We have two separate houses. But again, like normally what we, so we're performing in Pine Plains, New York, which is close to Millbrook, New York, where there's a a large donor base. Mm -hmm. And usually the donors will donate their houses or, um, uh, you know, and, or we'll stay with them. But of course that wasn't really possible this year. And a lot of people who have two houses, you know, in Millbrook and in New York, Mm -hmm. they of course are choosing to be at their more spacious country home. Right. So it was a real struggle to like piece together the housing puzzle. Right. Um, So yeah, there were lots of just lots of different factors. It's like Troy has been up here. Ballet Collective has been doing residencies in Millbrook for, I think at least like six or seven years. I could be off there, Mm -hmm. but 
um, it's like, even though we're so comfortable in this area and we have such a strong support base, Mm -hmm. it had to be totally flipped. We aren't in the same rehearsal space we've been using. We um, don't have the same like venue for performing that we did before. So it's like, it was a very, it was coming again for the first time. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And I love too, that it's all of these things, these sorts of things are popping up all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And um, like Kotzbahn, I've been seeing so much cool stuff coming out of there. Yeah. And I think it's just like a similar thing just out of like pure determination. People are like, we will make this work mm-hmm. within the constraints of what we have to do to keep everyone safe. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's what, I mean, I just, it's, I hope that the weather changing, it just makes things so much harder. But right. our... Um, our forever home, Miami City Ballet. I hope that they can pull some cool things together because right. they can. They just have. They're so lucky that you know the peak of when their season would be is actually a great time to perform outside in Florida. So mm-hmm. I hope that they are brainstorming and coming up with some good ideas. Because I know, um, I know how amazing would it be like on like a nice January day in Florida to go mm-hmm. yeah. watch ballet outside at Collins Park we always wanted like it, Collins Park is right across from the Miami City Ballet Studios it's this adorable little park um also across from Part the Bass Museum World Symphony right oh are you talking oh Collins Park uh, I was thinking Collins about the New Park. World oh, Symphony oh well the new that, yeah what is that park called across from the New World know. Symphony building that's a great space there's there are nice cool. places yeah yeah but, and the um, New World Symphony building they do projections of performances out on the wall mm-hmm. um there it was what it was designed for so I'm sure that especially definitely New World Symphony I'm sure is thinking of ways to utilize right. that space that was always so nice to mm-hmm. be out there in the winter times mm-hmm. yeah it's it is really interesting to see kind of what everyone's doing and kind of from my perspective as doing digital marketing um, for different small businesses and nonprofits, I've kind of had like a cool change in what I'm doing as well. Being able to work with more ballet companies and dance related things, right. which has been really cool. Yeah. But I don't have to be there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you find like is, has interaction with these social media channels like ratcheted up since, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. people are wanting this sort of content. They're wanting mm-hmm. to see things that make them feel like they're connecting. I think before, um, one of my longest standing um, clients is Dimensions Dance Theater of mm-hmm. Miami, directed by Jennifer Cronenberg and Carlos Guerra, who used to be in Miami City Ballet. And so I've worked with them since pretty much the beginning. And I think that everyone was always kind of going about their life, right? And they knew like, okay, when Dimensions performs, I'm going to go and connect with the company in that way. And I think there's this like, people are missing connecting with the dancers and seeing Mm -hmm. the dancers. And um, so I think that like, we've seen a big uptick uptick there. And I think Mm -hmm. also we've, it's forced the company as a whole to get creative with what to put out and how to be unique. One of the things that they did that I just loved is they put together a film um, that was done completely outdoors and they did two different couples, two potatoes, both um, couples lived together. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, a safe situation and they performed outside and then they created a film that was then shown within the Baptist health systems in uh, Miami and within through the hospital for the patients and for all of the healthcare workers um, during COVID. So I thought that was a really meaningful thing that was done mm-hmm. and just a way to get the dancers dancing, a way to give back. You know, it was something that they all donated their time to do, but I just thought it was a really cool thing. So there's been, it's cool to see that kind of innovation happening Mm -hmm. right now, you know? 
Yeah. How do you feel like uh, as someone, uh, you know, who you, uh, you know, this is what you do, this is what you're good at. And I feel like it's so been so easy in the past few, like pre COVID to look at the sort of, um, lack of attention, let's say, to digital mm-hmm. content and mm. um, social media that ballet companies have, um, you know, that was what was, that was what was happening. You know, it was always just like a sort of like, we'll slap it on there. Yeah, you got to do an Insta post or like mm-hmm. throw a video out onto YouTube every once in a while. But it was sort of just like always going to be, you know, the Secondary. last thing. And yeah. So what, how, what have, you, how have you felt like seeing companies like meet the challenge or kind of just like finally come into the 21st century. Exactly. I think it's really cool. This is something I was talking um, with Trey McIntyre about who I'm also Mm. um, doing some consulting marketing with him right now for his new project Flatpak, um, which is a subscription service for dance films. And so we were texting the other day kind of about like, what does this mean now for dance to be on film? And like, what does it look like? How does that make it different? How does it create different opportunities though, too, to show the dance in a different way? And I think like there is going to be just archival footage in some ways, like that's what Mm -hmm. is going to be put out there. But in order to kind of create this subscription service for the companies, for the ballet companies where they're getting donors to pay, it has to be something different. And like what we, that's what we saw when we talked to Peter Bowl the other week about what PMB is doing. They're creating mm-hmm. like new stuff and filming new stuff and it's going to yeah. feel like a performance. And so while you're right, it's amazing to see the companies come into this new phase and come into technology they're so behind it's mm-hmm. in some ways, like how right. are they going to adapt? Are they going to bring on filmmakers? Are they going to bring mm-hmm. on people who know, you know, these sorts of things to create something really interesting and dynamic. So I think it'll be really fascinating to see with these virtual seasons, what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think also it is interesting that it's going to be very saturated. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wonder how that's going to pan out too, because everyone's going to be doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind I'm of, curious to see what happens with, um, you know, like PMB, they're doing it behind a paywall, like you subscribe. Mm-hmm. And I I want, I mean, I hope that people will, you know, pony up the cash, but it is like we had so much content that was just thrown at us like free freebies. And now it's like, is it going to come November, December? And people are going to be like, eh. So this is a conversation I've had with my dance clients as well, or my, you know, dance slash ballet related clients is at the beginning putting out free content because that's what everyone was doing. And it was like, hurry mm-hmm. quick, you know, and it, and it also technology wise, you have to figure out how to charge people. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is like a whole nother and you likely have to pay for a software that makes it happen and da, 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 da. So there's a lot of coordination involved. And so you're exactly right. Like there was stuff going out for free and like, now how do you try to say monetize it? Now yeah. you have to pay for it. And that's why archival footage might be, you know, a little bit, of a problem. But Mm -hmm. I think that it sounds like companies are starting to kind of like start these little pod situations, come back. I know Mm -hmm. dimensions, they're starting to come back into the studios little by little. They're going to have groups and they're going to be really safe and they're going to have all, you know, all the rules that you stay in your own thing. And they're starting in September in the end of the month. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really like, like we were saying, like Troy, the same thing. There was a determination there to do something and make it happen. And, and just getting creative, I think. It's also just, it's so interesting how <clears throat> the variance among companies, it's like some, yeah. you know, PMB, they went, they went fully in on an all digital season. 
and, um, you know, very aggressive, uh, safety protocols and how to make this season happen, but with no audience. Right. And then other companies, um, are just waiting, like, I don't know if I'm supposed, I'm allowed to say certain details, but a large company in the Northeast is, um, they're just waiting till May. They have two programs in May. That's their season. And they're going to rehearse throughout. Um, so what does that mean? I think they reduced their, they reduced the contract to something like 28 or 30 weeks. Uh, for our listeners, I think it's like, typically we would have 38 to 40 or so. Mm-hmm. So it's a big reduction in salary. Right. And you weeks don't and hardly just, ever get 52 weeks as a dancer. Right. Oh, like yeah. It's I mean, in Europe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, honestly, did we want that? I mean, I want 52 weeks pay. Want the pay, but not Absolutely. the Absolutely. those weeks. <laughs> but every time you got to a layoff, you were like, oh, thank God, my body's Need broken. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but then that's the other thing. It's like, yes, it's not just money, but it's like – it a 28 week season is just going to feel gross. Like you're never going to actually feel in shape. That's what's so distressing about being a dancer in a pandemic. Right. And, but then I also wonder like what happens next? Like I know that we're not there yet. Like in terms of, I mean, I'm sure directors are thinking about it, but I think about this too. Like even like my husband loves watching basketball. So with the NBA right now, they're doing like this crazy schedule. They're doing so many playoff games. And then it's just going to be like, all of a sudden they're going to go right back into a normal season again because they have to like get back on track. Mm -hmm. So then like what happens then too? Are they going to end up having like this mutant large season like in 20, 21, 22, you know, like how does, it's just going to be feeling like catching up and catching up Mm -hmm. and trying to figure it out for a long time. But then again, you know, companies may not have the finances either for a Mm -hmm. 21, 22 season to be normal either. Dark energy. Sorry. I didn't mean to say it that (laughs) way. Support the arts. That's let's say that though, too. I think there were some bright spots in the economic recovery Although not for the arts. <laughs> That's but the I, thing is like when I, you know, it's, you know, everyone's COVID experience is personal. And I just, I looked at the jobs report on Friday and I was like, well, great. That's still like, that has no impact on anyone in our industry. Right. Exactly. So if you are in a position to give, we implore you please to look at your local company, any organization that's working um, mm-hmm. to help support the arts right now. Even in particular, I think we should shout out that different companies have um, dancer uh, relief funds. Yeah, dancer relief funds, money that will go specifically to the dancers, which mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously so that's important. important. It's of course important that they shore up their foundational support and their endowments and everything. But you know, people also got to put food on a table now, right? So uh, yeah, so I th- Miami City Ballet and New York City Ballet both have pages like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're sitting here as a listener wondering, you're thinking you don't really have a company that you want to give to, we ask you to give to Miami City Ballet because it's our home mm-hmm. and our friends mm-hmm. are there. And just if you needed an inspiration, even just $10, 20 mm-hmm. it will help those dancers. They need it so badly. It's really scary. Oof, especially, I mean, Florida, I mean, you know what dark energy is? It's the Florida Unemployment Department. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Florida, for those of you who don't know, Florida, I believe, has the second lowest um, pay, payment, yep. payment uh, unemployment payment. It was... Like two fifty or two seventy five. Two seventy five. When I joined the company in two thousand five, it is still two hundred seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. Two hundred seventy five dollars in Miami, Florida, buys you like 
And how much, how much did your rent go up from 2006 to (laughs) almost double now? Well, I'm sure now, well, I think I moved into my apartment in 2009 and it was 1600 for one bedroom. And now it's definitely, I'd say 21, 22. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So with your $275 a week, you can safely pay for half of your apartment and then put the rest no of food. No, you can't put your apartment on a credit card. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. When I lived in Portland, we, we could pay our credit card on, or we could pay our rent on a credit card, Ooh. which was great because in then by the end of the year, points. yeah, miles. <laughs> like you're, I mean, I don't Cash know why back. you can't do that more often. It's great. Yeah, we, I mean, we do. Well, because they take the percentage out, but like, yeah. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, they probably landlords probably like it. They get the money faster. Yeah, we went on a tangent. We went out. Yeah, let's we did. Back. Let's bring it back. What are we circling back to? Let's circle back to two hundred episodes of COD. Yeah, I think. So I was thinking. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I had nothing. You, to you say. know how I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem on Zoom, and I do want to apologize for that. It seems like we interrupt each other all the time. I try to edit out our interruptions, but it's just that subtle lag. That... Yeah. Um, I was thinking, cause yeah, how do we uh, commemorate this moment? Okay. Um, but we, we've done so many of like our, we've done some countdowns, you know, people are familiar mm-hmm. with our favorite episodes. Right. We've we done that at least twice, right? I'm sure. We did, for our 100th episode, I remember we did like a nice countdown. That was really right. Cool. But we couldn't and, do that again today. Right. We love our, we love all of our guests. But I was just thinking of, of trying to, to reflect on some, some moments that like had an impact on us or that were memorable of our, mm-hmm. of like, it's particularly when we get to travel and, yes. um, uh, you know, our work at the Kennedy Center or with Vail Dance Festival. I mean, Vail Dance Festival, we talk about all the time, but mm-hmm. it is really nice to reflect upon like our first visit to our third. And now this year, we, of course, were present digitally. Right. But like those early days when we were just like so nervous and anxiety ridden. And then like now it's just our favorite place to be and it feels so comfortable and natural yeah and we were so despondent that we couldn't go this year but that first year we were just like um because it was our first gig and it's just like you treat dancers treat every it's so hard to not have the same expectation of whatever work you're doing uh that you had for yourself as a dancer like you just you just carry that with you at all times it's Mm -hmm. just like if i was striving to be the best dancer and did that for 20 plus years and devoted my entire self to that, then like, how am I not just instantaneously the best like podcaster, like host of a conversation? (laughs) Um, So we were, we were hard on ourselves, but I think we really, that learning curve was, you know, we did well. Yeah. I think back to, so we kept, we were so hard on ourselves. Like we had to create this schedule for ourselves i mean we still do a schedule for ourselves but i mean like Mm -hmm. a publishing schedule where we're putting out these like extra things and we were just going so crazy and we were emailing everyone to let them know that Mm -hmm. we were doing our work and everyone was just like we're busy like we know you're (laughs) doing your work like it's fine and we were like so confused we're so much more casual now um in a good way in a good way it means we still work oh but i just remember how like how many endless rehearsals we would do 
now we write we write out our questions mm-hmm. in advance of the interview for like, live usually, like an hour for a live event right mm-hmm. for we'll write it out like an hour or so before like while we're eating breakfast and then we go over it a few times but like mm-hmm. we used to memorize our lines mm-hmm. like we wouldn't even rephrase the questions no. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, and we could uh, follow up questions were hard, but it's just ex- and, like anything with experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is funny too when we have these moments afterwards after a live event where it's like, oh, I knew you weren't <laughs> going to ask that question because right, like, right, right, we're right. like reading oh, each no, other's minds. Uh, we are linked telepathically. That's Connection. for sure. <laughs> um, I just started laughing because I was like, I was, I was thinking like, okay, we could also go like, what are some like funnier moments or okay. things that were sort of off the wall, but like. I won't say where this was, but we were in a university town and we, when we flew into the airport, there was only the, an Arby's. <laughs> so we had Arby's for late breakfast or early lunch, but then <laughs> we're done with the gig. We didn't have a car, right? We didn't. No. So but we, like had we to- were done at like. 10 at night. 10 at night. It was a long day. And the longest day of our lives. All day done with Arby's. Yeah. And so we had Arby's, but then the, when we got back to the hotel, it was so late that the only thing we could do was order Papa John's. So our entire caloric <laughs> intake that day was Arby's and Papa John's. I was like crying. Yeah. You were crying. <laughs> like, give me a vegetable, please. And that also that also birthed the classic moment where we were in, like I said, we were in a college and we were like walking the halls and all these students were passing us and Rebecca goes, Rebecca's like, oh my God, do you think that they think we're in college? And I was like, no, Rebecca, no, we're 30. <laughs> we are 30. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I'm like, people think I'm that age, right? <laughs> you just looked at me with like, Not no honey, more. no, it's over. <laughs> Oh my god, that was funny. I what some of my favorite and we were texting about this this time was like our delirious moments in Vale when we're just like tired and altitude and crazy uh-huh. and laughing. We've both been sick in Vale. That was yes. pretty exciting. We both had altitude sickness. I was really sick this last year. And that was I was gonna mention that actually when we were saying like telepathically we're connected, it was I was so sick and then we had our first interview in the morning and I was just like, You gotta you gotta cover me on you this gotta, one and you're just like came you gotta right hold in. this down. <laughs> you gotta hold down the fort. I don't know if I can uh, think. Yeah, uh, I remember that was the same thing for me. Like I was just I woke up at six, like so sick. And I remember like, we I couldn't don't... figure it out because we shared the same meal. Yeah, yeah. Like, Fine. No, it was just that I drank the first night and you can't do that. Well, that, but then this year. I didn't year... drink to excess. No, Not I that I've never done a... that. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, but remember this year we set ourselves like rules. Yeah. We were like, okay, Michael got sick last year. We're not going to do that. We like mm. didn't drink for days before we got there. And you remember? still got sick. <laughs> And then we didn't drink when we were there and we yeah. like ate really healthy food that we could. Mm. We drank yeah. water up the hill and had to stop or up the mountain and had to stop. Yeah. We were being so good and still got so sick. <laughs> Maybe yeah. my body was like, why are you being so healthy? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I reject this. <laughs> You're not healthy anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, some of my, I really loved, I think a really special highlight for me was going to San Francisco Ballet. Oh, yeah, that was great. I mean, we were so worked awesome. to the bone, but we... Really, that was so special for us since we had 
you know, gone to the school and like idolized the company when we were younger and then to like actually go back and work was great. I mean, I remember going to the pre-performance talks before the show with Mm -hmm. my parents because I grew up um, in the East Bay of San Francisco. And so then I was like sitting in front of that curtain and it was a really cool, Mm -hmm. that was a super cool experience. And being on the stage too, I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, I mean that was those that was definitely wouldn't you say that was where like our best attended live? Oh my god! I mean it was yeah. they, we didn't we have like hundreds of people there, right? Oh yeah, or even a thousand on the one night. Well, so our first one was with Justin Peck, and I'm pretty right. sure I think the nighttime ones did a little bit better. They were lit. They were yeah. very lit. <laughs> and almost the whole orchestra was full for that one. Right. Remember? I was like, oh right. god, oh god, oh yeah. god. It was panicky. It that was a real panicky one. Oh, TBT to mm-hmm. us thinking that. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm going to say. It's so when we had yes, the host World Ballet Day, but we just like assumed for some reason that the Miami City Ballet channel was going to be like on the main channel, which is watched by like hundreds of thousands of people, right? Yes. Perhaps well- even millions. <laughs> but and we were just like, here we go. Well, well, a million people going to watch us. And then later we looked at the count and it was like, we had, a, we had a few hundred. Yeah. But like we, oh my God. We thought I was we were so just scared. Like, like 20, Barbara Walters 2020. Yes. Like, well, because they said it's for World Ballet Day and then they're going to have rehearsal. And I don't remember where one of the companies and then right after the rehearsal, they're going to come to you. Mm-hmm. No one told us come to you on our Facebook channel, like right. Facebook Live for five people. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time we were just like sweating, freaking out. It was a very professional setup too, especially for that right. time yeah. period for <clears throat> us. Mm-hmm. Like with the, that's so funny. That is a good memory. And I remember I like, of all the things to mess up, I messed up who originated a role in a balancing ballet. And I was just like, I'll never live that down. Like, you know. I paused, I think, for a solid 10 seconds after my first line. Do you remember? I was just like, hi, Rebecca. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. That's a real Speaking mind. in public, why did we decide to do this? I don't know. Uh, no, it's fine. It's, 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 and it's also like now, I feel like, well, the last time in Vail, we hadn't, um, we hadn't done a live interview in a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, we had done the Kennedy Center just like end of May. But like once you do one or two, then you get warm and you're like, yes. fine. By the end of Vail, we're just like, ride it out, easy. go over it once. And then you're already like comfortable in the room. Yeah, know? totally. Yeah, it's always that like unexpected, which I guess is with anything. Because I think with San Francisco Ballet, we had three live ones, I think, right? And the first one was scary. And then it got like progressively better yeah. each time. But well, the first one we were brain dead because we'd done at least that was the day we did 11 or 12 interviews and that was the last one was the live one that was the most insane day that was crazy we didn't i don't think we ate like we were just like it was the we rotating. had a one hour off but we had to go and prep for the live thing because we right. weren't going to have any time before the live thing remember we went what? to that really cute restaurant yeah what's every that day? restaurant i don't let's know let's shut them out i don't, I don't know. know something yeah. it was like a some sort of cafe it was so cute we are creatures of habit we really oh, like we, it's true yeah we just like 
Once we find a rhythm, I'm going to stay in that rhythm <laughs> until it's over. <laughs> we'll do it every single day. Like Blue Lane Coffee in Oh, PC. yeah. Blues. Yeah. I follow them on Instagram whenever I see something yummy. I'm like, oh, remember that time we went there every morning for four I days? Do you see? I really. <laughs> I know. Take us back. Open up Kennedy Center. Let us know. <laughs> I miss, I miss yeah. DC so much. Yeah. Hopefully, when things um, open back up, we can return. It was, it, those were. We have Such. one fierce gig that got canceled that hopefully, and I was actually telling oh, you we need yeah. to like, we should send an email this week. Yeah. But I hope that that is something that even if it's not right now, but at some point will mm-hmm. happen because it was really, would have been a nice, we would have been oh, talking yeah. about it right now as a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's Maybe think someday. of some other um, like funny, what are some funny COD moments? Oh my god, we have so many. Yeah. Oh, it was something with class. What was it? Oh, this wasn't funny. I, I was also just going to shout out Dallas as a travel a travel highlight. Oh, that was super fun when we yeah. did that. Dallas is such a cute little town. I what know. was the name of that bar we went to? <laughs> tiny. It was tiny something. Tiny, not tiny furniture. That's oh, a Lena Dunham movie. Was it the place the day that we first got there? Yeah. I don't remember, but it was, and I think we went we, back no, there, we went there a two times. or three times. Yeah, yeah creatures of habit. <laughs> and then we went to the Alamo Draft House movie theater to see yes. Star is Born. Yes. And that's where they serve you some good cocktails while you're watching <laughs> a, a tearjerker. Ooh, it got ugly in there. Uh, but that was so fun. I miss traveling with I you. Miss traveling. I know. I haven't seen you. This has got to be, I was actually thinking recently that this must be the longest I've ever gone without seeing you since knowing you that's crazy right yeah but also yeah when was the last time we sense. saw each other I, yeah i just no you're not now um yeah when is the last time we saw each other was it veil no way oh jesus no was it um did no. we do something oh, oh. in november did you come to rodeo no i don't think I saw you when you were in Miami. Oh, I saw you when you were rehearsing in Miami. You're right. So, but that, but not for the performance. Oh, that was September. But we then, are a year didn't, away. Didn't maybe. we come to New York in December? Or was that the year? Oh, maybe before? you came to New York. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. been a long, time, long time. Time is a slippery beast. That's not an expression, but <laughs> if we can't remember, it's been too long. Yeah. But. I know. I was thinking about that. It's just like it gets weird. But of course, yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't been on a plane since. Oh, yeah, that was the last place I ever went. <laughs> I ever went. <laughs> ever went. Because <laughs> I'm dead now. Never going anywhere else again. <laughs> um, the last time I was on a plane was coming back from Miami City Ballet rodeo premiere. It's just like so weird to be like, yay, like really special achievement, life achievement. And then like two weeks later, the world's over. Oh, the world's over. You have the disease that is. <laughs> <laughs> you have the disease. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, do you think your antibodies still work? Hard to say. Well, it's uh, the there was a study mid-August that came out that showed that like primary most people were um, six months later at very high levels. But then there was also another article I read, I think, in the Times that was interesting about like misconceptions about antibodies. And one thing is that you don't need particularly high levels of antibodies um, for, for them some to work. Sort of protection. Basically, it's like it keeps a copy of this memory of how to protect you. Mm-hmm. And then if it sees the same invader, they just it multiplies like oh. immediately to protect you. Science. Oh, so, yeah, that's cool. cool. And but again, like they just still don't know. <laughs> no one. Anything. And you won't know until after the fact, like 
you know, if in 2040, there's another COVID-19 epidemic, they can be like, they can look back and say like, oh yeah, it lasted X number of years. I did hear on the daily podcast, uh, they were thinking whoever the, the guy who who comes on like scientist, epidemiologist, maybe who comes on to talk all the time. Mm -hmm. He said, and this was like, again, just throwing out a possibility, but right. it seems to be mutating three times slower than the flu. So it's like maybe a vaccine or well, antibodies would last for three years. Oh, whoa. Right? So that's not the worst. That's crazy. I don't but know, again, just... again, that's just like conjecture. No one knows until yeah. it's over. It just feels like masks or... are working. So they sure we hope are. everyone's wearing a mask. Mask up people I, and put yeah. it over your nose it is i know and it's okay your to nose. hate it that's the thing i think we need to to um clarify that because i no feel like that's some it. of right that is some of what i think makes people feel like annoyed or repelled like mm-hmm. anti-mask people right like right. it's like people who are wearing masks aren't just like this is so easy and fierce it's horrible right like, that's why right. i said like it was some one thing that's really great about being up here is like it's like back to a normal and then it's like i'm gonna go back to new york city and have to wear it every single place that's not inside my apartment and that's gonna not be that exciting yeah it's super annoying it is annoying and it's hot and it's uncomfortable yeah it smells a little bit looking yeah sometimes they smell not (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know i have like one of those you know like the n95 ones and it oh wow that's very on brand for you it's very on brand for me however (laughs) i also don't think it's like i think it's probably like a boot neck bootleg one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know it's probably not certified or whatever and it gives me a false sense of security Mm -hmm. but it smells weird and that's annoying Mm -hmm. so you know but wear a mask, everyone, over your nose. Your air flow yeah. goes in and out of your nose. Mm-hmm. Cover your nose. Yeah, chin straps. <laughs> no chin straps. <laughs> Is that a, our note to end on in 2020 yeah. for our 20, wear 200th episode? a mask so that Rebecca and me <laughs> can go back to traveling <laughs> to do my So we talks. can all, so all of the I arts know, can I'm go kidding. back. I'm kidding. Yeah. So we, we can cover the arts more. Yeah. Let us know, too. Um if you like our podcast, you know what you can do? Here's something. If you would like to celebrate our 200th episode with us, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It really helps us. It's really easy. just takes a second. Helps our rankings and our ratings. Helps us get some sponsorship money, which helps us. Right. And we also want to shout out that we've had several different individuals give us donations Um in the past year or so and it's just um i mean last week we had a a large donation that really floored us and was so i mean it's actually moving it's like you just forget like we say sometimes it's like it's very easy for us to just feel like we're having a zoom chat right (laughs) as friends but um the fact that people support us and um this particular person saw us as dancers at Miami City Ballet. So it's like really special that um, we have that continued support and connection with all of you. Mm -hmm. So thank you all. Yeah, we love all of you. We couldn't, we wouldn't be here 200th episode if you guys weren't listening. Well, we might be here. We might be on (laughs) Zoom call with each other. Oh, yes. (laughs) But I wouldn't be editing it, putting it online. (laughs) That's true. You're right. We'd still be talking and talking about... 
you know, all these sorts of things. But um, so, yeah, I think that's a really happy note to leave on. And Mikey, I love you and I miss you. Love you too, Becky. All right. Hope to see you soon. Okay. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help. Click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 